Hi, I'm Rebecca. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Allie, and you're listening to Desk Chair Detectives. Welcome back. We're <laughs> back. Happy New Year. <laughs> you can calm down, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mom. Hello, Linda. <laughs> We're back. My mom's yes. name's Linda, too. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Allie, is your mom named Linda? My mom's name is Jean. <laughs> uh, hi, Jean. Almost. But hi, Jean. <laughs> yeah. Jean is so cute. She'll listen to this on her uh, daily walks, her daily little Aww. walks outside. Yeah. Love She's that. brave. I know. Even when it's starting to get colder, she's go- she'll listen to this on her walks and she'll scare herself, I think, a little bit. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's a bold move to, do the- to listen to this while you're walking alone outside. Yeah. Well, she goes oh. during the day. <laughs> Still, I can't. I mean, I'm like Miss Murder podcast, but I can't listen to it on walks. I get too spooked out. No, because and you, I really don't listen to anything when I'm walking just because I don't know someone's coming up behind me. Yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta stay on your toes. <laughs> I actually have a really funny story before we get into this. My uh, boyfriend's brother lives the next block over from me and my mom will go for her walks. And he told me the other day, he's like, yeah, I see your mom out walking all the time because she'll just loop around their block sometimes. He said he was driving home on like the main road up there and he watched her get scared because there was like a herd of deer and she didn't see them and they like started walking at her and she went oh and he watched her get scared. I told told my mom that he saw it she's like oh my god I can't believe I didn't tell you about that it scared the daylights out of me. (laughs) Nothing like a wild pack of deer. Yeah. I know. Well, when you're listening to a podcast like this, sure. it would scare me yeah. too. <laughs> True. Make you jumpy. <laughs> That's great. Uh, All right. What do you got for us, Allie? Yeah. Okay. I know I told you guys I was doing something different. Um, Just kidding. Yeah. So originally I was going to do the disappearance of Natalie Holloway, but I changed it because I had such a good time in Aruba. I really didn't want to shit talk it. <laughs> That's fair. Like, oh my God, what if I'm never allowed back? <laughs> so I changed it. But okay, okay. I feel like one day I want to do it. because Yeah, I did start it. So I have it started. Maybe one day I'll finish it. But I picked this case because it's a little different than what we've been doing. And I feel like you guys have probably heard of it. Um, it's pretty notorious and I don't really know what you I came up with the title for this but Sarah if it if you have (laughs) actually either one of you you guys have creative liberty if this doesn't sound good so I did the mysterious death of Elisa Lamb at the notorious Cecil Hotel oh yeah I love this one it's so weird it's so weird yeah like top five weird yeah, I wasn't sure what to call it because it's mostly about her, but I did include some like creepy stuff from the Cecil Hotel. So yeah, I think awesome. I think the mysterious death. I think that that works. Yeah, I like yeah. It. yeah. Okay. Watch out, Rebecca. She's coming for your for your copywriting job. <laughs> uh, no, that's I, terrible, Allie. What are you doing? <laughs> I rewrote it a couple times. So I was like, I feel like this is way too long for Sarah to post this on like our Instagram. 
you know what? Uh, that's art. That's that's an art problem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we went home. there. We this went will, there. This will be the last episode of our podcast. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're in a feud now. Um, okay, so I'll just get started. Um, so in January 2013, Elisa Lamb was taking a solo trip around California. Um, she was taking the Amtrak train and buses in the area. Um, the trip was meant for Elisa to take a break from her studies at the University of British Columbia. Um, so she, since she was from Canada, her parents were understandably pretty worried about her traveling by herself. She was determined to do like the trip alone, and she ended up compromising with them that she would call them every single day of her trip. Um, and that's how she got them to agree that she could go. How old was she, you said? I think she was 20, 23. She was young, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think she was 23. She was born in 91 and this happened in uh, 2013. Oh, so yeah, 20. I did not, I don't know why, like I, I, I don't know that much about this. I like know some of it, but I never, like that was the year I was born. 22. So she's 22. So like that makes it like I don't I don't like that like I was the same age as her. Yeah, that this could have been you. <gasps> Except I would never go to that creepy hotel. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't travel alone either. Yeah, it's not like California. Well, from well, she was oh, also she's... from another country. Like she yeah, wasn't gotcha. from here. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Forgot that. Mm-hmm. And. And she was traveling like all throughout California too, but where the CISO hotel is, is apparently not a nice area. Um, I think well, it's back like then it by, wasn't. I think it's Skid Row. It was by Skid Row, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I know my parents probably wouldn't have been happy if I was there by myself. <laughs> um, after traveling around to places like the San Diego Zoo, which she posted on her social media, she checked into the Stay on Main in Los Angeles on January 26th. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, but it's blowing my mind that like, I don't know why I thought this was in like the seventies. Like everything (laughs) I know about this case is just totally wrong, apparently. Like the fact that she had social media is just weird to me. Is you okay? I'm really glad you did this because I'm very uneducated. No, I I, I knew it happened in 2013, but like, I can't explain it, but the vibe of this feels like it should have been in the 70s or 80s right okay I, don't know. I guess that was I guess that was like the era of the creepy hotel I don't know True. yeah it's True. super creepy and a lot of like messed up things have happened there <laughs> from back in the day so it does give off old-timey murderous vibes <laughs> you're like stop interrupting me so I can get to the no, no 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 okay. <laughs> um okay so the stay on Main was a budget hotel, which was actually part of the Cecil Hotel that had been converted at the time of her trip. It began to convert, like the Cecil Hotel began to convert half its floors to the stay on Main, but maintained the other half of the floors for the long-term residents. So they had different, resi- different entrances um, and different lobbies, but they both shared the same elevators. Gotcha. Which is important to remember on this one. Okay, so Lam was initially assigned to share a room on the hotel's fifth floor. However, her roommates started to complain about quote unquote certain odd behavior 
And that's how their, um, the hotel's lawyer phrased it later. Um, she ended up being moved to an, her own room two days later. This certain odd behavior that they referenced was probably accredited to the state of her mental health. Lamb had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. At this point in her life, she had been prescribed four different medications to treat these disorders, and I'm totally going to butcher the name uh. of them. <laughs> uh, Wellbutrin, Seroquel, Effexor, and Lamictal. <laughs> you got it. You got it. That was good. I definitely work in the healthcare industry. <laughs> um, so a few years before her solo trip to California, she began to blog about her interests, such as fashion and models, as well as her struggle with her mental health. In a 2012 blog post, Lamb wrote about a relapse at the start of her current school term that left her forced to drop several classes from that current semester. She was quoted saying it left her felt utterly utterly directionless and lost, which I, I'm sure we can all relate at that point in our lives. Like I definitely felt that way. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so because of this, she began to worry that her transcript, her transcript would look bad and it would leave her unable to continue her studies and attend graduate school. Mm. So that was a little background of what she was going through at the time she disappeared. Okay. On February 1st, 2013, Lamb failed to check out of her hotel or contact her parents. It was this that led Elisa Lamb's parents to call the local authorities and fly to California to help with the search. During my search, I couldn't, there was like a lot of contradicting um, comments about when she was actually last seen, but I think that the time she was last seen actually happened on February 1st. So like the the day her parents reported her missing from not hearing from her. Um, The man, it was like the manager of a local bookstore said she called, uh, she recalled seeing her earlier that day and said that she seemed very lively, outgoing and friendly. And that Lamb had told her she was shopping for gifts to take home to her family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Upon the, police's initial search of the hotel they discovered all of lamb's belongings including her id laptop medication and luggage were all left behind in her room while the police did a thorough search of the cecil and the stay on maine they were never able to find lamb and the police dogs weren't able to pick up her scent however sergeant rudy lopez said later that they weren't able to check every room without probable cause Hmm. So they couldn't technically enter every room unless they had reason to believe that there was some foul play. Yeah, mm-hmm. or if it was like empty, probably they could go in. But Yeah, yeah. So police posted a bulletin about Lamb and flyers with her image were posted throughout the neighborhood and online, which is how the case began getting more and more attention. However, with no leads and desperate for answers, the LAPD released the only thing that they thought could help, which was the famous surveillance footage of Lamb in the elevator from the very day she disappeared. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, Are you going to talk about the elevator footage in any more depth? Yeah. Okay, we're, we're yeah. going to wait for that then. 
yeah i'll i'll talk about it and i'll show you guys the video um and then it's really easy to find if any of the listeners want to go Google i can it link it too i can like put yeah. it in the okay um this is the beginning of a frenzy of a worldwide attention that left a lot of people curious and unnerved with many internet sleuths and true crime lovers spring into action. Um, so personally, I consider the video to be very unnerving and haunting thinking about like, this was her last, the last time anyone ever saw her. Yeah. Um, I'll, just, I'll just jump in and start describing what's going on for those that wanna know. Um, in the video, Lam enters the elevator quickly and turns to face the elevator buttons. She hunches over and seems as if she's focusing on which button she wants, but she ends up pressing the button to every floor. She then backs up into the corner and waits. And after a few seconds, she pokes her head out of the elevator and looks both ways as if someone was waiting outside the elevator. You get chills. Yeah, it's, it's super <laughs> creepy. Um, when she re-enters the elevator, she ends up like backing against the wall where the buttons were. So like if you were walking in, you wouldn't see her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so eventually she continues to like peer out of the elevator a few times and then she fully steps into the hallway and starts wandering around for like a good chunk of time. Um, towards the end of the video, she stands just outside of the elevator door and begins gesturing randomly. Like I talk with my hands sometimes it's the Italian in me and that's like what she kind of looked like she was doing like she looked like she was talking to someone yeah um, but nobody else was ever captured on video um creepy something that I noted like yeah the whole video is creepy and a little unnerving but something that freaked me out when I watched it was the doors to the elevator did you just hear that yeah, what was that? Okay. My dog's head on my door. <laughs> oh, oh Howie. <laughs> my dad just came home. He got, she got excited, I guess. Um, but the creepiest part to me was that the elevator doors just never closed that entire yeah. time. Yeah, well, it's so weird. Well, like, you know how there's like, there was like some footage missing. Yeah, that's the other thing people were saying was that parts of it were cut out and the timestamps were different and it's a little sketchy yeah so like like I know there are like some elevators that just have a longer door opening span than others yeah but like the fact that all the time stamps are inconsistent like we don't know like maybe she's pushing the button and you don't even see it or someone's there keeping yeah. the elevator open and is just cut out but like when I watch yeah the, this footage to me one of two things one it was either she was terrified of someone and she was trying to hide from them or yeah. two, she was having a mental psychotic break and thought someone yeah. was after her. I saw something or yeah. read something and they were saying that um, like when they first watched it, they thought she was, you know, having like a episode or something or like, it was like a very like childlike um, experience like pressing all the buttons in the elevator but yeah. then someone brought up a good point that like if she was hiding or was scared of someone and you press like say I need to go to level five that person now knows you are at level five so like that could have been her way of like hiding from that person by pressing all of them because they can't tell which floor you're actually going to yeah mm -hmm. that's smart I didn't even think about that 
yeah, creepy. I'll keep that in my head in case it <laughs> follows me into an elevator. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the video, obviously, you guys know, millions of views, thousands of comments. Um, it also drew many theories of what could have possibly happened to her. One was that Lam was trying to get the elevator to escape someone who'd been pursuing her, like we just said. Um, another theory was that she was on some sort of drugs like ecstasy or something like that. I also read this theory and I feel like you guys have definitely heard it <laughs> um, that she was playing a Korean, a haunted Korean elevator game that's supposed to open a portal to another realm if you press the button no. in the right order. I, I've heard that here. theory before. It's, and it, I like, got I remember, an elevator in my building. What are the codes? I'm going to try right now. <laughs> This is going to be the haunted episode of like the, <laughs> the last video of you. <laughs> oh, but when I, I remember reading that, and I think in 2013, I was like a freshman in college. I remember reading that and being like, oh my God, it's real. <laughs> like I was so scared. Like you didn't really need scary. any evidence. Yeah. yeah, you didn't need yeah, any didn't evidence. Need anything. <laughs> you were like, no, that's no. it. It was a no, Korean I, game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what got her, 100%. Um, <laughs> So all these theories aside, once her bipolar disorder became known, the main theory that emerged was that she was having some sort of psychotic episode. Um, during the search for Lamb, many, <laughs> this part I just, I can't even imagine if this was me because <laughs> I would never be the same. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. You definitely do. During the search for lamb, many guests started to complain about low water pressure, and some also claimed that the water had a black color to it and an unusual taste. On the what? morning, of <laughs> and we also have like a missing person. That's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah let's put two yeah. and two together. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so on the morning of February nineteenth. Santiago Lopez, a hotel maintenance worker, went up to the roof to check the hotel water tanks. Upon opening the tank, Lopez made a startling discovery, which was Elisa Lamb's body, which had been floating in the tank this whole time. Um, they actually had to drain and cut the bottom of the tank because the hatch was too small to get the equipment in that they would need to remove her body. Um, according to the coroner, cor coroner, <laughs> according to the coroner's report, her body had been found naked with her, with the clothing she was wearing in the hotel surveillance video floating nearby. Her clothing was coated with a sand-like particulate. That's a quote from an article, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't use the word particulate in the everyday Can sentence. you use it as a sentence? <laughs> No, I cannot. <laughs> no, I really can't. Yeah, she had sand-like particulate on her. <laughs> okay, we're officially in a fight. <laughs> I'm just going to stop talking now. <laughs> um, um, her watch and room key were also found with her, but her phone was never found, which I think is very interesting because... That's weird. It's sketchy. Right, like... I definitely, when I was just on vacation, like, sure, I left my phone places because I wasn't focusing on it, especially if she was just, like, running downstairs to the lobby to get something. Like, 
what did they have found it in her room or at least yeah, like everything else right hotel. yeah like, or like somewhere in the elevator or the hotel like even if it fell outside like on the street or something that's yeah weird to me because like her computer everything was in the yeah it wasn't like they were missing a lot of her stuff that like that's the right. only thing they couldn't find that's weird right um her body was obviously decomposing at this point but there was supposedly no evidence of physical trauma sexual assault or suicide toxicology reports showed evidence of her prescription medication and non-prescription medication such as ibuprofen was in her system and one other um drug kind of like that i think um there was a very small quantity of alcohol in her system and no other recreational drugs. So that ruled out if she was on anything else when she was in the elevator. Yeah. Wait, did, were, did they find all of her prescription medications? I think like so. in her system? Okay. No, not in her system. But I'm literally about to tell you what was in her system. Oh, okay. Go. Um, <laughs> so there's one article I read referenced um, this Reddit user posted the toxicology report online and went into an in-depth like review of it and they found basically like three distinct things they could take away from it one was that lamb took at least one antidepressant that day two was lamb took her second antidepressant and mood mood stabilizer recently but it might not have been that day and third Lamb had not taken her antipsychotic recently. Oh, okay. So all of these findings suggest that Lamb may not have been taking her medications properly, and the use of antidepressants to treat bipolar dis- bipolar disorder <laughs> could actually cause manic side effects. Mm-hmm. This is important. And then on to top know. of like not taking the psycho- antipsychotics, right? Yeah. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that treating bipolar disorder with antidepressants um, could cause that. But that's, yeah. I think that's an important thing that people should probably know if they're doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's yeah. aware. I mean, I hope that she knew. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously really important to note when you're looking at her behavior in that elevator, um, when you think she's talking to someone and like, you know, you never know, she very well could be talking to someone and it's being covered up, but she also could have been hallucinating. Um, it was also reported that on top of that weird elevator video that she actually had to be taken out of a television taping because of her disruptive behavior. And she actually had an outburst in the lobby as well. What do you mean a television taping like of a TV, like a show? Yeah. Yeah. I think she was in like the audience of a TV show or something and they had to. I would love to know. I would love to know. I want to know which one it is. I couldn't, I didn't find (laughs) it anywhere, but yeah um so although lamb's death was ruled an accidental drowning with bipolar disorder being a factor this still doesn't offer an explanation as to how she got into the tank in the first place which is what everyone was wondering mm-hmm. me too so <laughs> we're all wondering <laughs> how'd she get in the tank so uh, the doors and stairs used to access the roof are supposedly locked to hotel guests and would trigger an alarm if anyone tried to get through. Red flag. <laughs> one. Um, yeah. Well, but phone is, the hotel's phone fire is one. That is would still- have allowed. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But the hotel's fire escape could have allowed her to bypass the security measures, and her central was lost around a window that was connected to the fire escape. So there's just a note of that in there. Um, a video later posted to the internet, which like, this kind of confused me because it, I don't understand, like, was this video taken around the time this happened to her or after? Because if they recorded this video after, it's kind of null and void because you don't know if that's what everything looked like when she disappeared. But mm -hmm. it was posted to the internet and showed how easy it was for her to get from like up the building through the fire escape and that two of the water tank lids were open. Mm. So like the timing of that video really, it, it would kind of not make sense if it was after, cause you wouldn't know if that's yeah. how the, the tanks, if the tanks were open before. Yeah. Um, another question people were asking was how could she have gotten into the tank all by herself? The tanks were four by eight foot cylinders propped up on concrete blocks and there was no quick access to them. Hotel workers needed a ladder to even look at the water. People were also quick to question how she would have closed the heavy lid herself once she got in, but Lopez did say the lid was open when he found her in there. So that solved that mystery. Additionally, the autopsy report has been left incomplete. It doesn't include the results of the rape and fingernail kit or if they were ever even processed. Interesting. Yeah. So many red flags. Yes. Yeah. In 2013, her parents filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the hotel, but her that case ended up being dismissed in 2015. Crazy. Um, so nobody was ever charged in any wrongdoing, um, but... Elisa Lamb's mysterious disappearance and death was not the first in Basisa Hotel's history. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, the hotel was built in 1924 as a destination for business travelers and tourists, but it has a checkered past. Since opening its doors, the CISA Hotel has been host to as many as 13 suicides, with longtime residents referring to the Cecil as the suicide. Yeah. Not a great represent. Uh, yeah. Not a great like thing to be known for. Yeah. So one of these deaths that like really just triggered me and I feel like I should talk about it <laughs> was in September of 1944, uh, Dorothy Jean Purcell gave birth, but supposedly didn't know she was pregnant. Okay. She didn't want to wake her sleeping boyfriend, who, by the way, 38, I think it said. I'm <laughs> sorry, she gave birth quietly in yes. the room? <laughs> she went to the bathroom and gave birth in the bathroom and didn't wake up her boyfriend. <laughs> okay. Um, supposedly, supposedly, she thought she had a stillbirth and threw the baby out a window. Oh, as one does. <laughs> yes. Um, and the infant ended up dying once it hit an adjacent roof oh, oh poor little guy yeah yeah oh, oh god she was found not guilty by oh. reason of insanity okay was yeah she, so i mean I, not that she should be not guilty but you're pretty insane to do that to so. do that yeah yeah so i hope someone's grandmother is doing well <laughs> <laughs> oh my god imagine 
googling yeah. your name and finding that article about your grandma oh my god yeah I can't imagine I mean I'm sure she regretted it down the line yeah I would hope <laughs> and maybe There's something I have better to tell mother. you <laughs> something I have to tell you guys about my grandma <laughs> don't get too close <laughs> yeah <laughs> um in June of 1964, a retired telephone operator, <laughs> Pigeon Goldie Oswald, was found dead in her room. What was the first name? Pigeon. It's Pigeon Goldie Os- Osgood, not Oswald. Osgood. Uh, she got her nickname because she fed birds in the nearby Aww. park. <laughs> was, it, was that a suicide or was it? No. Something? No. She had been raped, stabbed, and beaten. She was really well-known and well-liked and a long-term resident of the Cecil. Um, near, near her body, they actually found her favorite baseball cap that she always wore and back bird seed. Um, yeah. Picturing the lady from Home Alone. Me yes. too. That's right? exactly what Me I too. Yeah. <laughs> um, hours after her murder, Jacques B. Ellinger was seen, I probably butchered his name too, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. I know, as soon as I was putting all these names in here, I was like, Why? I'm going to accept my fate. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was seen walking around the area with bloodstained clothing. So, Aww. you know, A plus B equals C. Yeah. <laughs> he was arrested and charged with her murder, but was later cleared of the crime. Her murder has never been solved. Whose blood was on him? Well, I it was solved no... and then overturned for some godforsaken yes. reason. <laughs> I hate yeah. everyone. I don't understand. So this is probably where you guys have heard a few other connections, but in the 1980s, the hotel may have been the residence of serial killer Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker. Oh, he is so gross to me. He's so creepy. His like shark teeth. Yeah, the bad breath and stuff just really. Yeah. Like, so when you look at him, he just looks like evil. Like he's yes. the epitome of evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, get chills. <laughs> you know that he was like, he he was engaged in prison. And, yeah, women love him. And married. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he had like a fan club. Like people would show up to his trial and be like, I love you, Richard. It's like, what is wrong with right. you? As if he wouldn't just turn around and ax you. Yeah. <laughs> if he kept his mouth closed, he kind of had like the heroin chic kind of model vibe, I guess you could say. Well, you just look at him, like look into, his, <laughs> look into this man's eyes. And if you don't see evil, you are probably also evil. Also or evil, just yeah. like, mentally unstable because you look at him and you're like oh my god go to jail forever and ever amen I feel like you're Ken and Barbie like the Barbie girl with like yeah with like yeah oh my god I guess there's just a special type of person who yeah who loves evil people I don't know yeah love this girl yeah I'm okay yeah (laughs) not not I yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so Ramirez was highly publicized for his home invasions and murder crime spree that terrorized the San Francisco Bay Area from June 1984 to August 1985. 
The list of his terroristic tortures seemed to have no end and various methods of madness ensued in every attack. He used various weapons, physically beat or strangled his victims, sexually assaulted them, and even made them swear to Satan. Yeah, homie was a Satan worshiper for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, He was eventually attacked by a group of LA residents that recognized him on the street. <laughs> I, that is one of my favorite things. I love it. That's like the best I thing. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um, get the hood out. Down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's having like a barbecue or something. It's like, wait, is that? Let's get him, fellas. We don't need yeah. a pinata. Let's beat this guy in the streets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I was part of that neighborhood. We yeah. Oh. Um. So, yeah, they chased him down, beat him and prevented him from escaping and the police arrived and arrested him he was eventually charged and found guilty of 13 counts of murder five attempted murders 11 sexual assaults and 14 burglaries he was sentenced to 19 death sentences wow yeah um it was said that he it was said that after some of the murders in that time if he was in that area he would drop his bloody clothes outside of the CISA hotel and return half naked and since the hotel in the 80s was kind of in disarray nobody really noticed yeah um but there was a few witnesses i guess that said they had seen him there oh jeez. um a few years later in 1991 another serial killer decided to make a home for himself at the cecil hotel the vienna strangler aka oh. jack Unt- oh my god jack hunter <laughs> wegger <laughs> <laughs> Wegger, Wedger, I don't know. <laughs> uh, decided to stay there, <laughs> possibly because he wanted to copy Ramirez's crimes. While he was there, he strangled and killed at least three sex workers, which he would later be convicted for in his home country of Austria. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Mm-hmm. So, in 2015, while doing research for an article. Hadley Mears claimed that in 1947, Elizabeth Short, or the Black Dahlia, was seen drinking at the Cecil's bar area in the days before her death. I didn't know that. Well, there's a reason. There's a reason you guys didn't know that. This claim was easily disproved. (laughs) (laughs) Way to reel us in. I know, I know. I had to mention it because, like, how crazy would that have been for all of that to happen? Yeah. Well, wasn't um, um, American Horror Story Hotel like kind of modeled after the Cecil Hotel? Yep. I, so. mm-hmm. I didn't watch that um, season. I watched every episode, watched except the last one, because <laughs> my attention span is short. <laughs> <laughs> but you made it through like 10 other ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, um, so, for the people that don't know, The Black Dahlia was the story of Elizabeth Short. Um, who was brutally killed when she was, I think it said 22 years old. Um, it was a highly publicized case due to the gruesome nature of the crime and her, her body was mutilated and she was cut in half when she was done. Her life and death is probably one of the most famous unsolved murders in American history. So with such a dark history, you would think that the Cecil Hotel would be condemned, right? <laughs> <laughs> wrong well, well actually you'd be wrong <laughs> because people like us are probably obsessed with it <laughs> yeah. um 
In February 2017, the LA City Council deemed the Cecil a historic cultural monument due to the historic significance of the architect's work. <laughs> and it is like when you look at it, it's it's like beautifully designed. You could tell that at yeah. one point it was an insane place to be. Although the hotel closed in 2017 for renovation, the work was suspended indefinitely due to COVID-19, which I was thinking like, that's a really long time for renovation. Yeah. But I, I mean, it would have been, it started in 2019, right? COVID? No, 2020. Yeah, t- March of 2020 was like lockdown. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, but this past December, it reopened as affordable housing operated by a Skid Row Housing Trust. Uh, the hotel will provide affordable housing for 600 low-income residents. So it's big. It's like a it's big huge. hotel. Yeah, I think it's pretty big. Um, keep going. I, remind me to tell you about a TikTok. I saw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so the world became obsessed with both Lamb's case and the Cecil Hotel. The case seemed to have inspired countless creative works. It's said that the story of Elisa Lamb and the Cecil Hotel were the inspiration for the fifth season of American Horror Story Hotel. <laughs> Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> but it also inspired episodes in that show um, Castle and How to Get Away with Murder. Ooh. I never watched those two, but I saw that. Yeah. How um, to Get Away with Murder is definitely on my list, though. I've heard it's pretty good. I watched the pilot or like when it, maybe like the first two episodes and I liked it, but I think I had already been committed to too many other shows. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Um, They also inspired a lot of movies (laughs) and a music video. (laughs) Music video? Yeah. I, I don't like, know. I, did, hmm. I never Which heard of it. Psychopath the band. did that. Hold yeah. on, I need to figure this out. I think yeah. it was like a music video. It was like a band put together a video. So I was like, must have been a music video, right? Yeah. Yep. I think it's on their uh, the Wikipedia page if you scroll down. Um, but they also been the subject of many documentary shows like Ghost Adventures, which I am obsessed with. <laughs> oh, I love Ghost Adventures. I know, me too. Um, so while the mystery of surrounding Elisa Lamb's death might remain unclear, I really think that she was sadly like a victim of her own mental health. And I think given either one of those options, like, I just can't imagine, I would hope that that's really what it is. And we're not just glossing over the fact that someone really did wish her harm. No, I think that there was foul play involved. I do not think that she um, did that by herself. She wouldn't have been able to get in the tank by herself. Um, and we're taking the janitor or whoever the guy's word for it, that the tank was closed. Absolutely yeah. not. We couldn't find her phone. No yeah. shot. Like maybe she did have a psychotic break and someone saw her as a vulnerable target. Yeah. But there's maybe. no way that someone would climb there. And she was little. You can't get up there. She like, and it was um I think like people are like how did she even like get in the the hole like she would of, have to of the water shoved. tank yeah yeah so it's like I don't buy it I did see something I don't know if you talk I don't remember if you said it but like some of the staff would go to the roof for like a cigarette break like they weren't supposed to be up there but so that's why they think like it might like a door might have been propped open or something yeah. right 
Yeah, it could have been something like that too. I think it's probably like a combination. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that. I would hope that it's not like she was attacked. I mean, it, it very well could have been, but yeah, I would and hate for like someone to be getting away with it. The timestamp just <laughs> like discrepancy on on the video in the elevator. Maybe yeah. Rebecca should have done this one. <laughs> I'm just, she I just, I hate it. this. I hate this. I know so she's much. bashing my whole story. <laughs> no, I just hate, I hate this case so much because like, there's so much that was unreported, so much more that they could have done that they didn't. And like, I don't know if it was because maybe she wasn't from here and they were like, it was just a tourist death and like, yeah, nobody, I mean, I, I know no her idea. parents, her parents like tried to do so much to get them to do more, but they just yeah. wouldn't do more. And I just think there's so many red flags and so many things that could have been investigated more and they just didn't. Like so many things that are are wrong. And I think it's doing her a a disservice too that there's so much to her autopsy that we don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's sketchy to me on a lot of different levels. I would like to tell you about the TikTok now. Yes. Okay. Um, so it was during quarantine. I saw this. I should have saved that. That's my biggest regret in life. Is like I never saved the TikToks that like <laughs> then I want to reference later. But um, it was this younger kid, like early twenties, and he lives across the street from the Cecil Hotel. And it was when it was like under renovation, like paused. Um, and he was saying how, uh, you know, no one is in this building. Like it was under construction yeah. and whatever. And um, he would film like weird things would happen, like windows would be open one day and then like close the next. Um, and like, there would be like a light on and something, but he's like, no one's supposed to be in this building. And there's not even like electricity supposed to be like on, I mean, it's like pause. And like, um, just like, I forget everything he said, but it, it was like a little series he did of all the weird things that's he would so see. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that shit's definitely haunted. I didn't even get into that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So it's almost 100 years old, and there's so many deaths there. That's scary. There's no way it's not haunted. So that, should we add that one to the list of uh, haunted overnight stays? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Is that in the murder house? <laughs> I don't even think it's called the Cecil Hotel anymore. Like, no. they got rid of that name because reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this whole thing was like the one of the main reasons why they uh, shut down to begin with because they needed to rebrand and understand. If anything need, if anything needed a rebrand, it was it was the same. I um on I went on Reddit Reddit and I said, "What show did Elisa Lamb go to see when she was staying at the Cecil?" And they uh, someone said apparently it was a taping of the Conan O'Brien show. Oh God! Which is also like one I feel like it would probably be hard to get kicked out of that, but um, damn. Two, it's another thing that just makes it like more relevant. I know. Wait, was she kicked? Was she kicked out on that on the same day that she disappeared? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, so I was gonna say Conan O'Brien kicked her out, and then it's all these things. He, he happened to her. her. Yeah. He, he, he was like, hey, off the record. Off yeah. the record. I don't need any lawyers visiting me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep my conspiracy theories to myself. 
someone from the crowd was like, that bitch ruined my taping. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Could you it imagine? Like, like a boom operator? <laughs> yeah. Or it was like the person sitting next to her and they're like, you guys, you're out. You're out of here. And it like, wasn't them either. Yeah. Like me? Yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah. That was very good. I'm Thank still you, Sarah. Sad in, like, the well, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> we're allowed to have different opinions. And yeah. I'm glad this was like a mini difference of opinion because I think next week I'm going to do one that you guys are going to hate me for my opinion on. But oh, my, goal, no. my goal is to convince you. Ooh, I feel like I know it's what you're like doing. a very well known one. I, I know exactly. Know. What you're wait, say. I know what wait, it is. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want right to know. Now. Wait, I want to know so I can prepare points. <laughs> I want to tell you right now. It's it's. <laughs> and you think she's oh! innocent? But I'm not listening to that shit. I'm not. I'm not coming next week. I'm sorry. I no. can't. Yeah, is that no. it? <laughs> no, I'm not doing it, Sarah. I can't. <laughs> Well, okay. You thought Rebecca was bad. This episode, get ready. <laughs> I'm just gonna beep that all out. These are fighting to keep words. Rebecca and be like, I'm not coming. <laughs> not that I, I don't think she's a bad person. I have reasonable doubt, I... which is what you need to go to jail forever. Tune in next week to hear us fight. And I'll bring the popcorn. I'll watch you guys fight. Yeah. Well, now that I know that that's what it is, like I'm, I'm gonna come with points in rebuttals. But don't make me look stupid. Well, you're the one that edits the video, so you can just chop things out. You can just, you can just make me sound really stupid. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, that so- was. A, I'm glad we are back. I miss you guys. Yeah, this this is this is a good good start coming back. Preparing more fighting for our undoing. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.